You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday with Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment. Wayne, the theme of my week so far, and as we're halfway through it, is have we seen the bottom? Because there's been a lot of churning at the lower levels. The S&P was 3,502, I think the low was, uh, currently well over 3,800. And it just seems to me that it's switched from selling the rallies to buying the dips. Have you been buying dips, Wayne? Yes. I also think we've seen the bottom, as we've discussed a few times. You know, we had that one false rally, bear market rally, and then the market went straight down. And yeah, I think we have seen the bottom, to be honest. I, yeah, you don't know, but I think the market has digested this inflation and mo- more importantly, I suppose, digested that it's coming down very strongly in the second half of next year sometime or maybe from the second quarter of next year. It's coming down very sharply. So it went down, it retested the lows we saw in June before the bear market rally. Yeah. And I actually think we have seen the bottom. Doesn't mean it goes straight up. No, of course not. Doesn't mean it can't linger where it is now, possibly for a while longer. But I think we have seen the bottom. Yeah, I I tend to think so. I do think that what will happen is that people will continue to be um, doomsayers and say, well, interest rates are still rising and inflation is still rising and it's stubbornly high. Uh, But what I I think that the market has done is already factored that in into 2023 even. And they'll start to say, okay, as you've just said, inflation has has probably peaked. And although it will stay stubborn at the high levels for a little while, it will come down quite sharply as a major a global recession hits us and therefore demand is crimped and um, and then away we go from there so the market as we all know is a very efficient mechanism and it tells us what's going to happen in the future look the market's very efficient longer term it is truly an exceptionally good at pricing future prospects over the longer term but in the shorter term it can be notoriously inefficient so over the longer term, I'm talking sort of five-year averages, it's very, very good at, 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 at plotting the combination of economic growth and interest rates, in other words, earnings and interest rates, Yes. over the longer term. But in the shorter term, it's notoriously inefficient. It's actually incredibly inefficient, uh, short, shorter term, you know, because in, in theory, you know, the market – should have gone up this let's go back i'm just calling up the graph here let's go back serious long term now okay you know the market all the way through from the early 50s to the early 70s should have just gone up more or less in a straight line but it had one two three four little minor corrections in that time period then between early 70s and late 70s it should have gone sideways to down which it did because of high inflation but yet it still had one, two, three major rises and falls in that time period. Then from the early 80s all the way through to now, essentially, you know, the market should have gone up in a straight line, but yet we had one, two, three, four, four, four minor dips and three major, major corrections because the market ran ahead of itself. So, I mean, over the longer term, I do agree, it's incredibly efficient at, 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 at pricing. 
but in the shorter term, it's notoriously inefficient. I so, think- and that's why you get the minus 40s and the plus 40s on a on a yearly basis i think what you're talking about here and what we should uh, say is it's not the market it's market participants because market participants yes no matter how many algorithms there are are run uh, well they make the market markets are run by human beings and human beings are fragile creatures yes correct just on the algorithm story the market's now as volatile as what it was before algorithms there weren't any algos in the 1950s and 60s and 70s and 80s and maybe even the 90s. Yeah. They, they just didn't exist in the market still as inefficient and as volatile as what we've seen in prior years. So I don't think the the computer trading and the algorithmic trading and all of this stuff has actually had a major influence. You know, al- 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 algorithms work. Obviously, they do work when the market is normal, but when something abnormal happens, people just overwrite the algorithms. They either buy or they sell. They just overwrite it. Yeah. Okay. I tend to uh, be a little bit nostalgic about the past and say, well, look what's happening at the moment. One day the S&P is up 2.5%, the next day uh, down 2.5%. And we've seen a little bit of that recently, well, which, is, which, is, which is sort of churning yeah. that makes me believe that we have put a bottom in place. And that's why I've introduced this have we bottom theme. And you, you tend to agree with me. What are you looking at? What, which sectors have you targeted with, this, with the cash that you very patiently kept on the sidelines, Wayne? Well, we bought some. We bought some retail shares, mm-hmm. you know, South African orientated retail shares, and we are still massively overweight the banks, which yeah. is quite frankly looking good for us. Looking good now and, and looking good in talk, the future. Yeah. You think? I still think so. I still think they very well. I mean, you take my own bank first rand. It's trading at sixty-five today. Sixty-five rand. It was down at fifty-eight not that long ago, yeah. and you've got a dividend and a special dividend. You know, so in theory, it should, be, it should be trading below 60 if you take into account the price before the dividends and the price after the dividends. So, yeah, it's looking good. Um, okay, so retailers yeah, and… Yeah, it, it should be trading, it should, it should actually be trading at about 58 Rand, mm. and that would be the same price as what it was, you know, pre the big dividend payouts. You know, and it's trading up at 65. So these have rallied quite strongly. And, uh, you know, the five-year return is 22%. I mean, that's not bad for five years. Everything considered that we're in a bear market now and we've got the war and we've had the COVID and we've had the floods and the riots and everything in between, that's not a bad return. And that's excluding dividends, eh? That's pure capital. Okay, but what you've done essentially is you've thrown your hat in the ring and said South Africa, domestic South African stocks are the ones to yeah, be look, in. We've still got overseas shares. Yes. We've, we've obviously still got a big exposure overseas, but we haven't bought any overseas shares yet. And maybe that's wrong. You know, maybe we're right because the tech companies, you know, the earnings that have come out so far, it's not good. And I still think there's time to buy US tech, but I suppose. On a longer-term view, let's take a five, ten-year view. You do probably want want to be in US tech, even even if the prices have rallied a little bit from low from the lows. Okay, 
But you started buying, and I'm very glad because I had a, I had a feeling, we didn't speak last week, and I've had a feeling that you've been nibbling away. I, I could sense your presence in the markets, uh, uh, Wayne. Now, the reason I was away last week, um, wasn't away, I was uh, in bed, was because I had a particularly nasty bout of COVID, which is sweeping across Northern Europe, I have to tell you. And I haven't told you that yeah. yet, but um, there, there's, there's going to be lockdowns again. I'm absolutely certain of it. Um, uh, I but doubt I, it, I, I've discovered. I, I, I doubt it. Ah, when people are tired of lockdowns, number one, mm. number two, even though it might be sweeping through, the actual death rates are virtually non-existent in comparison before vaccinations. Maybe, but they. So I, I don't think there'll be a lockdown. Okay, maybe not a lockdown, but there will certainly be restrictions. You're going to have to wear masks on could, public transport and that sort of thing. Yeah, you, but anyway, something's yes. going on, and uh, I, I'm. I, I'm testament to that. Uh, but one of the things I discovered during during my week off is that all, you lose a bit of appetite. Now, I just wanted to eat soup the whole time. Now, is, that a, is that a good or bad thing? Well, if you'd seen a picture of me um, a, a couple of weeks ago, you'd probably say, Lindsay, the, the, you need COVID more, more regularly um, so you can stop eating. But I discovered the joy of soup. I've always loved soup. If you one of those programs on the BBC, there's one called Desert Island Discs. If there was one called Desert Island Dishes, and they said, well, you know, you can only you can only eat one thing, it would be soup for me. And I've discovered a soup shop just around the corner from me in the town square in Middleburg, and um, it, it it opens at eleven, and closes at three, and at eleven o'clock, the chap puts a very nice chap, almost like a hippie, he he puts out a blackboard and he scrawls on it four soups of the day which he makes at home all with locally sourced produce all organic and all that sort of stuff and in sustainable containers and that sort of thing and i got a friend to go there obviously i couldn't go out and my friend would go there and buy me one of each of the soups and um i'd, I'd you know that's four days worth of food to me and the joy of soup wayne i don't know if you're a soup fan but I tell you I what, love soup, yes. it's beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous, these, these, these things. Everything from a hot Thai chili soup, which is very good for, for one, um, and uh, to, uh, to a potato and truffle oil uh, soup with a couple of vegetables in it, mushrooms, no, etc. I, I must say, I, I actually love soup. Yeah. I really do. What have you we been eating? We also eat, well, we eat a good old South African favourite, I would think. Yes. And that's biltong soup. Oh, you told me about that, yes. And yes. it's delicious. Wow. And, and we, we buy some biltong and we cut it up into smallish pieces and we put that in the soup. <clears throat> and it's too delicious for words. We also have a very nice soup from a place called Frozen for You by word of mouth. Yes. Um, they do a chorizo and bean. Now, I'm not a big bean person, but in this soup, it is fantastic. It's, it's, it's really tasty. And then we just... We also do a lot of Asian soup. Woolworths sell pre-made Asian soup. They've got Massaman, they've got Tom Yum, they've got quite a few. They've got about three or four. And what we do is we cut up chicken breasts into small pieces, give them a light grill in a bit of oil just to add a bit of brown to them. Yeah. Because they're very, very tasty. And then add the soup soup into that and eat it like that with a bit of chicken in it. It's really, really nice. And then the other one is just the good old-fashioned vegetable soup. Now, no vegetable coming out of my mouth is unusual. <laughs> yes. But then we, but then we grill some bacon and 
cut it up into little crispy pieces and put it in the soup. So we probably char soup twice a week, actually, even in summer. Very good. Because it's, it's, it's not... No, it's, it's, I, I love soup. Yeah, it's not a food group that... It normally does better in winter, obviously, because you associate soup with a hot steaming yes. bowl. But you can have your chilled soups as well. You, you mentioned by word of mouth, and that was started so many years ago by a friend of mine called Karen yes. Brazier. I don't know if, you, if, if you've heard of her, but no. she was very, very, no. uh, a very, very good cook. And she started this tiny little place in a kitchen somewhere i think it was in parkview or parktown north one of those places and it's done very very well so you use by word of mouth quite often do you yes i go there often they've got another dish they've got spicy beef babuti yeah it is delicious they've got two varieties they've got a what they call a fragrant beef babuti which is not quite as strong and then they've got the spicy beef one so they're both delicious but i prefer the spicy beef in fact i've tried many many of their meals. They've got, uh, I think it's Frank's Meatballs or some person's name. Mm. Their Meatballs is also very, very tasty. They've got uh, sticky chicken. They've got buttered chicken curry. Now they've got fantastic food. Mm. And certainly for for uh, our lifestyles, you put it in the oven, you take it out, you eat it. Yeah, it's and, it's, and, it's, and it's well made as well. It's like home cooking, I have to say. She's very a, well made. She's very they good haven't indeed. got a big footprint. Mm. They haven't got a big footprint. There's sort of two, maybe three in the whole of the sort of greater Santon area. So luckily enough for me, if I take the trip home from my garage and I go through the suburbs, I drive right past one of the outlets. Yeah. And I, think, I actually shop there often. It's I think they do nice. mainly um, a bulk catering, you know, if, if you're a company and you want, and you want a, a, fancy, yes. a fancy lunch or something, um, yeah, then they go to buy retail, word of mouth. They retail you know, their retail shops are one-person, two-person, four-person type helpings. Yeah, good. Okay, no, Wayne. It, it is delicious. I'm now going to soon go off and heat up my roasted pepper and tomato soup with basil, and um, I will speak to you that next. That sounds good. Yes, it is. Wayne McCurry is from FNB Wealth and Investment, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.